Hello, my friend. You are listening to Tie Pod episode number 25. And did I just say 25? Well, you know what that means? It means it is my birthday, my 25th birthday to be exact, and I could not be more excited. So in celebration of this momentous occasion, 25th birthday on April 25th and episode 25 of my baby, Typod, I decided that I wanted to keep this 25 thing going and do something a little bit different. So today I'm getting real introspective, actually, y'all. Hopefully I won't get like emotional or something, but the jury's out on that. But I am going to just cover 25 life lessons, 25 things that I feel like I have learned and brought on this journey with me so far. Today, I'm going to keep it really real. I'm going to keep it really honest. And I'm just going to share with you those 25 life lessons that I feel so honored to take with me in this next chapter of life, love, and business. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Pod a podcast crafted by Tiana Tai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Tai. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TyPod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, But I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. So I'm not going to lie, today's episode feels a little weird and a little vulnerable because I basically just journaled 25 things that I felt like were the lessons that I want to take with me into this new chapter. And I'm just going to kind of free flow about them. And that feels super, super weird to me because usually I'm trying to teach you some hard hidden facts or I'm interviewing a guest expert. So this is new territory, but I am excited. So with that being said, let's dive right in with the first one because I think it's kind of hilarious that the first thing I wrote down is I am an Enneagram 5. (laughs) So actually in the past uh, year or so I learned all about Enneagram specifically who I am and what my underlying motivations were and I just feel like this one was honestly a game changer for me even in terms of why I feel so vulnerable doing an episode like this where I'm not necessarily coming at you with an expert perspective but I'm really just sharing what's on my heart and what's on my mind yeah that's not really the normal five thing to do I feel so that's number one to be completely honest and sticking with that theme I would say that the second one 
is that I really have learned that knowledge is not the same thing as wisdom. So what do I mean there? I was at this conference with an Enneagram master, Suzanne Stabile, and she called this out kind of as like the mantra for fives. Knowledge is not wisdom. Because for me, like my safe place is in learning. It's in trying new things, becoming an expert. God knows how much I know about black holes. Let's not even go down that tangent, right? But Just understanding that wisdom actually comes from action and living and putting myself out there and joining the collective experience. That was a hard thing for me to swallow, to be honest. And it sounds a little crazy, but that is just something that I have learned. The number three, I would say, is that vulnerability is really powerful. And for me personally, I feel like Showing vulnerability, just like in this podcast episode, is a really big test of my ability to trust other people and of my own emotional stability. So what do I mean? I think as someone like me, especially like if you feel related to this, you are my people, but it's really very safe to exist in my thoughts and exist in my knowledge and exist in those spaces. But when I have to exist and occupy a space of like emotion and feeling and not actually having a solution, but just like sitting with somebody and whatever it is that I'm feeling is a true test of my emotional fortitude, right? Like it's showing me, yes, Tiana, you can be strong, but can you be vulnerable? And can you, you know, derive strength from vulnerability? I'm still quite honestly learning that one, but I have learned to value it. All right, so let's hit it with number four, I believe. Number four is kind of funny, but it's the honest to goodness truth and it's simple. I need dogs in my life, y'all. And I don't think that I have (laughs) known this or accepted it as strongly as I do until I've just been tested this past year with various family things, friend situations, just all of the things that we all go through. And when I say that my dogs have been the greatest source of emotional support, and sometimes we just need that emotional support that doesn't require words, right? Like, I don't want to have to, look, I'm a five, y'all. I don't want to have to talk about my feelings all the time. And And my dogs can just like sense it and be there and comfort me without me having to say anything or try to not process using my brain, which is a weakness of mine. But anyways, I digress. My dogs are amazing. Bentley and Ginger, y'all don't listen to podcasts, but shout out to you. (laughs) All right. So number five, this one is interesting. And A lot of people, this is kind of the flip side of what I feel like a lot of people tend to struggle with, which is not feeling like they're capable of doing or learning anything. And I've done a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of self-development and work on my self-worth and all of those good things. And so I, these days, honestly... I have like this very unshakable feeling of I can learn and do anything. It may be hard. It may take tears and time and sacrifice and all of those things, but I know I can do it, right? But that's not what number five is. What number five is I can learn how to do anything, but that doesn't mean that I should or that I should even want to. So what does that mean? I think it's just been interesting because as I have grown in my self-confidence, it's like, oh, well, we need new grass in the backyard. Yeah, we could totally like lay sod. Now, can I learn how to do that? Absolutely. I honestly still possibly will. The jury's out on that one. (laughs) But 
do I need to? Do I want to? Should I? I don't know. That's something to think about. Like there's a difference in being confident and knowing that you can do things and feeling like because you can do something, you should do everything. Like sometimes we should just let that go and let other people come do things for us whenever possible. All right. So number six, actually look at there. This one is super, super related to number five. So obviously my brain was in this space, but it's the fact that I can ask for help. That sounds so simple, but I swear to you, this is a lesson that I have learned and I have only really started to embody this this past year or two. And I think that a big piece of that stems from the ability to be comfortable in a vulnerable position and the ability to be like, I don't have to do everything. So I do have the power to ask for help. And sometimes the reality is it just gets you a lot further than trying to do everything on your own. All right. So number seven, this is a personal one. And it's a big, big lesson that I've learned. And it's that I think that I take my mental health for granted sometimes. So what does that mean? I think that Because I have been that type of person to invest in self-development and self-help, like all the self-help books, good goodness, all of the self-development exercises, mindfulness, yoga, all of these things that in a weird way, there have been times that I've convinced myself that because I've done all of this work, I have arrived. Like the journey of peak mental health is achieved and there needs to be no, you know, like maintenance above and beyond. And I just think that I've experienced some things in the last few years that have knocked me down a couple of pegs and reminded me that like, no, there's always going to be ebbs and flows. There's always going to be a time when you need outside help or a therapist. And there's always going to be seasons where like, maybe you do need more yoga, but on top of that yoga, I need to journal during the season, whatever it is. I've just learned that Mental health is not a destination. It sounds like such a cliche, but it's not a destination. It's a journey and you can do so much work and there will always be work to be done. But that's a really good thing. All right. Number eight. Oh, no. Number nine. Number nine. Good. So number nine is that I learned that the less that I know myself, the harder it is for me to be authentic. And this is something that is true in just like personal life and in business. And it's again, it goes to the theme on like self-development and working on myself and learning who I am. And I just realized that there were certain areas in life where I was like trying to put myself more out there, right? But I would realize that, wait a second, I don't really know what my unique perspective on this is. And I just realized that as I uncovered how I really felt about things and my perspective and, you know, brought my energy to it, right? It helped me be more authentic and speak more truly to who I am and what I believe. All right, so number 10, let's round it out with number 10. Ooh, this is a good one. So I wrote down that when I get knocked to my knees, I've learned that as a faith-based woman, the first thing that I have to do is go into prayer. And That was a hard lesson to learn. I'm getting a little choked up about it. But that was a hard lesson to learn because it just takes being knocked 
the frick down to your knees. Like it's I, at first I used to think that was a saying, but now I know that it's the absolute truth because in life we just go through things that we literally have no control over the outcome. Like we can only control our reactions and, you know, provide support or whatever it looks like, but we may not actually have control. And I've just started to experience more of those situations. And in those situations, all you can do is get on your knees and pray. And that's just something that I've learned. Wow, that was a good one, number 10. Okay. (sighs) Okay, so number 11. I wrote down, feeling is difficult for me, but thinking about feeling is easy. So shout out to one of my best friends and like a fellow lover of the Enneagram. But she is always bringing me the hottest facts about myself because that's one of the best things about Enneagram is you can send little notes to your friends like, hey, did you know this about yourself? But yeah, I, I really actually connect with that because I can kind of logic my way out of anything and I'm not honestly I don't like saying this because I like to be good at things but I'm not that good at sitting in my feelings so that this is just a truth that I have learned I'm still working on it so I don't have any answers for this one but yeah I did learn that feeling is difficult for me but thinking about feeling and like logicking my way that's not a word but whatever logicking my way (laughs) through feelings is a natural tendency for me. All right, so number 12. Ooh, this is good. Investing in myself consistently has been the best money I've ever spent. Point blank period. And it's interesting because like, you know, self-care, like, you know, (laughs) go get a massage or whatever. But honestly, taking the leap into entrepreneurship and then being brave enough without, you know, and this is not, honestly, some people are going to say this is not sound business advice, but whatever. But like not fully having total proof of concept before you, you know, invest in mentorship or whatever the case may be. Like for me, investing in myself even just to figure out what path I wanted to take, you know, what services I wanted to offer, what I wanted my niche to be. I found that investing in myself as I figured those things out to date has been the best money I've ever spent. And honestly, I will keep it real with y'all. I've spent thousands like The work that I do, I do not do this work alone. I have help. I have mentors. I have business friends. I have all of these people feeding into me. And a lot of those relationships came out of courses, programs, experiences, events that I have invested in. And I could not be more grateful that I spent that money. Oh my goodness. Okay, so number 13, I wrote down a closed mouth, don't get fed. So I was thinking about this actually in the business kind of concept, and I've just learned that speaking up in business and asking for people to support you does not make you less of an expert. I feel like that was such a five thing to say for my Enneagram lovers out there. But honestly, this has been something that I've truly learned that like sometimes we feel like, you know, if people are to take us seriously and take our brand seriously, we have to show up buttoned up all the time. And the reality is that is a lie and a limiting belief that we tell ourselves. And sometimes you do need to ask people outright to support you. And for those of you who have been following the Tide Pod Challenge journey, this journey that's led up to episode 25, you know that I have been outright asking my community like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going after. And I could use your support in this. And putting myself out there in that way, again, is a test of vulnerability. But also it has just taught me like, 
Tiana, like you're kidding yourself. People aren't seeing you as less of an expert because you have asked them for support. If anything, they're starting to feel honored that like, oh, you really value my opinion that much. Thank you. So that has been a really good learning experience. Alrighty, let's hit it with 14. Okay, 14 this ooh, introspective Tiana. Okay. So I wrote down mindfulness is a path. And what I learned is that as soon as I accepted the fact that it wasn't some destination that I was going to like achieve my way to, it got a lot easier to practice mindfulness for me. So what do I mean? I mean, you know, we hear all of the gurus and the very wise people uh, just speaking about mindfulness and being present in our moments, not living in the future, not living in the past, so on and so forth. And I was like, yes, I'm going to live there 24-7. Okay, that's not super realistic. I'm pretty sure that's called self-actualization. And it's probably 0.001% of people in the world that actually reach self-actualization. But irregardless, what I have learned is... Is that when I just stop thinking about it so much, because clearly I overthink and logic analyze everything to death, and I can just be present on my porch listening to the birds, and I can just turn and, you know, feel the sun on my face and just be present in that moment. Little moments like that, I've learned to cherish them as opposed to focusing so much on like being a mindful person. So there's that. Okay, so number 15, life lesson that I have learned is I've learned to be braver, honestly, and I've always kind of thought that I was brave, but my brave meter has absolutely leveled up in the last few years. So in terms of business, for example, for me, being brave has looked like pitching myself, pitching my services and what I have to bring to the table to people who are presumably a lot farther along in this space, in this career, in this industry that I am. And that can feel like a scary thing. But here's the thing. Honestly, every time I've put myself out there, I've either gotten the yes or I have learned a lesson about how to get the yes the next time. So being brave is always the best idea. As Brene Brown would say, like, have courage. Okay, so number 16 is that, oh, this is good. This is a little spicy, but I'm not throwing shade at anybody. This is just a general observation in life. But things are rarely what they look like on the outside. And I can speak from personal experience because, you know, I've gotten feedback before that I should be more raw and real with like the hard stuff and the messy middle and, you know, like what what pain are you going through? So on and so forth. Right. And don't get me wrong. I agree. But at the same time. I've started to realize like, if this is real for me, this must be real for somebody else. But sometimes what we go through is wrapped up in somebody that we love and it is not our place or our space to share pieces of that journey with the wider public. You see what I'm saying? So like I've just learned that, you know, one, I have to be okay with that. And obviously I don't want to like, you know, feel the need to sensationalize the pain that I'm going through in the search of being raw and real with my audience. But at the same time, it's made me realize that 
things aren't ever exactly how they seem on the outside for any of us. And the reality is, as complex as my life seems to me, your life is just as complex and everybody that you ever meet has just as complex of a life, irregardless of what the little squares on Instagram show us, irregardless of what information we freely reveal to a larger audience. Like, we are all experiencing very different things, very complex things, and that is okay. All right, so number 17 that I wrote down, ooh, introspection, I like it. So I wrote down that friendships take work and family takes work. And if I can't honor the work of my personal relationships as much as I honor the work in my career and my ambitions, like what exactly am I building this life for? That was, this is a big one for me, y'all, seriously. Wow. I just really think it's as simple as having perspective and reminding yourself and rooting yourself back in why you are working so hard on this dream or this career. Because of course, we all want to be of service to our audiences and our people, like these people that we have such big hearts for, right? But at the end of the day, the reality for any of us is like, it's still so important that we are feeding into our personal relationships, our friends and our family, because those are those core intimate relationships that makes life life. And that's that. So let's get into 18. So for me, 18, I wrote down failing will never hurt less, but the lessons will always be worth the pain. And I feel like that one is pretty much self-explanatory, but like, In this, like for me, as I have stepped into entrepreneurship and embraced this journey, failure is everywhere and disappointment is real and I'm doing my best to let myself feel it, but then also to learn from it because it's way easier to grow fast if you fail fast because you learn the lessons you need to learn and you just move on from them and you get stronger and you get better at dealing with it. But honestly, it's always a little painful. There's always some stuff to deal with, but it's always worth it in the end. So number 19 that I wrote down is making assumptions is really dangerous. And I think this one goes with that idea that I spoke about earlier that as complex as I feel like my life is, I've learned that obviously it's really nearsighted to think that everybody else's life is not as complex, right? So with that in mind, making assumptions about people's motivations, about their intentions, about, you know, any decisions that they're making, making assumptions is such a dangerous thing because we've all been misunderstood or we're like, no, that wasn't my intention. I understand I didn't do this in the best way, but I swear to you that is not what I was trying to do. You know, we've all felt that way before. So it's been a really big lesson for me not to fall into the trap of feeling like, you know, I know why someone did something they did or I know what their goals are or what they're after. Like, We are all just so complex, y'all. It's not that simple. All right. So number 20 is, oh, this is so relevant because I'm like 25. And I always used to say, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have two kids and be working on my third. (laughs) And that's hilarious. And that's why this life lesson is that timelines are relative. And what I was really tempted to say is they're a whole joke. (laughs) But honestly, 
this is everybody like we always feel this pressure to reach certain goals and achieve certain things by this preconceived timeline and you know it may have been self-imposed it's not to say that like all of society is forcing you although a lot of our ideas do stem from societal norms just saying but irregardless what I've learned is that timelines I mean they just fluctuate because life never comes at us in the way that we expect and we just have to do what feels right as simple as that. Number 21 is, oh, this is good. Be honest about what I need. That is a lesson that I have learned that, you know, sometimes it's difficult to just be honest because again, it connects back to vulnerability, right? And I'll use an example. So as we're speaking, we are living in that COVID era, right? So there's quarantine and George is in this weird space where our quarantine is lifting, even though it shouldn't be, so on and so forth. Everything's really weird. And I had these huge, huge plans for my 25th birthday. It was going to include vineyards in California and a wedding, like all types of stuff, actually. But as my plans changed and shifted, I started to kind of get in my own head and get pretty negative about feeling like, you know, I was going to be disappointed by what my loved ones came up with as kind of a replacement celebration, to be honest. And it sounds a little selfish, but it is what it is. We all want to feel appreciated. And at a certain point, I just realized, you know what, without trying to spoil any surprises, why don't you just talk to the people who love you and tell them like, this is kind of what I'm scared of. And I really don't want to feel this way. And these are a couple of simple things that would make me feel really good on my birthday, even though life does not look at all how I expected it to look for my quarter century. So that is something that I have quite recently embraced is a good life lesson, though. All right, number 22 is there is value in a plan, but if you can't be flexible because, you know, there's always some kind of roadblock, then you're never going to get to where you're going. And I just think that I've learned that because, you know, I was the girl who always planned on going straight into a PhD program from undergrad. And then what was my roadblock? I got denied from every school I applied to. And I just had to kind of keep it pushing. And of course, lo and behold, if you've heard the story, most of you have, is that one of those rejection letters was a clerical mistake. And I was actually accepted. Thank goodness, or we wouldn't be here today with my background in IO psychology. But But, you know, just learning that you have to be flexible and you have to kind of roll with the punches because the punches always seem to come. That's been a good life lesson. All right. So number 23. Oh, I love this one. So this lesson for me is that when I give gifts, time, support, you know, anything to other people, I cherish it more when I don't keep track. So when I don't keep score, you see what I'm saying? And I'll be the first to admit this was a really big weakness that I struggled with, like in my preteen years, my teen years, my young adult years, like I always struggled with kind of keeping track And I felt like, you know, if I had the time to do this for somebody or if I gave such an amazing gift to somebody, like, where's mine? You know what I mean? And I would keep score in that way. And it just really tainted the experience for me. And I always felt icky about it. I never liked it. And honestly, this is like an ongoing lesson, which most life lessons are. But these days, I'm just really, really grateful that I finally learned that I enjoy giving when I don't try to keep score about it like it just makes it so much more enjoyable 
Okay, number 24. Jeez, are we on 24 already? Good goodness, how did that even happen? Okay, so number 24 is that you have to be rooted in your why to be willing to sacrifice. So this is something that I've learned really just personally and professionally because as many of you know, like I'm building my business while I'm working a nine to five, which I do genuinely am so grateful for that nine to five. Like it's an amazing role. And the reality is it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of energy and it just takes a lot out of me. And there is no way I would be able to keep up with it. There's no way I would be able to stay committed if I was not rooted in my deeper why. So I'll go ahead and just spill the beans about like what my why is and how it just keeps me going. And there's this exercise that you can do. One day I'll tell you about it. But essentially, as I narrow in on why I want to serve the people I serve, why I want to do the work I do, like what is my underlying motivation. I've realized that my underlying motivation for all of this is to break generational curses in my family and build a life that I am genuinely so grateful to live to where I'm inspiring other people in my family to do the same. That way it's like this ripple effect of just the entire family leveling up. You see what I'm saying? And because that why is so important to me and it just like, it lights me up when I think about it and when I imagine what that would really look like in my family, that wakes me up in the morning. Like that keeps me going when I don't want to be writing blogs or writing Instagram captions or recording or whatever it is. All right. So we are hitting on number 25 and this just felt so good. I didn't realize how much I needed to reflect. So thank you for staying tuned with me. And I hope that you are learning a little bit more about me, but also getting inspired to do some own reflection on your own because we don't have to wait for our birthdays to do this, y'all. But number 25 is that building the life that other people look up to is absolutely worthless to me. And I have learned that to know myself really well has allowed me to be confident in building a life that may not even totally make sense to other people. And that honestly, like, I'm really glad that I actually ended it on that one because I just think that it kind of combines everything that I've been reflecting on. It's just knowing who you are at your core and understanding that who you are at your core is always going to change because you are always going to be growing. And that is okay because you don't just build one life and then you're done. Like there's always continual movement, continual shifts and ebbs and flows. And at the end of the day, it has to be good for you. It has to be rooted in who you are and what you really want, not what other people have told us to want, not how, you know, we thought it should look based on, you know, MTV Cribs or whatever. Like, first of all, I don't want any of those houses, okay? Like, I have my dream house. Me and my husband have planned that out based on how we want to live, my friend. And I just think that that is one of the best things that I have learned in my short 25 years on this earth is just to really value who I am and, you know, what I enjoy and be willing to build the life 
that matches that and that feels good to me. So that is it. Those are my 25 life lessons that I am going to bring with me into the next quarter century of my life and hopefully well beyond that. Thank you so much for tuning in and sharing this with me. This is seriously one of the best birthday gifts that you could have given me.